Hello, everybody, and welcome to another Q&A edition of Optimal Relationships Daily, episode 1295. I'm your host, Greg Audino, and I'm so grateful to have you here once again, where I will be reading and answering a question sent in by one of your fellow listeners. Now, this one is actually going to touch on minimalism again, just like last week's, but with a very different spin and something that I'm sure we can all relate to. So let's listen to this very important question. Let's do our best for the listener who sent it in and optimize your life. I've gone down the minimalist path, and the one area I'm struggling with most is, now that I have more time, being okay with the void. Meditation has always been a challenge for me, so being able to be okay doing nothing is something I'm working on. I guess maintaining a chaotic and busy life was a way for me to avoid this void. And a good question with a lot of self-awareness. Thanks a lot for sending this in, Asker. Well, uh, one thing I'll say off the bat is that if there was any avoidance beforehand, you're not relying on it anymore. Uh, you know, recognizing the possibility that you might have been avoiding and kind of putting that into the limelight by sending this question in is clearly a sign of someone who isn't avoiding now or at least doesn't want to be. So there is certainly progress being made already. Um, and I guess I would like to start by assessing the ideas of avoidance and distraction in a way that I feel isn't really done enough. So for me, this void you speak of uh, begs a really interesting question of just how much distraction and what type of distraction is healthy. Not just healthy, but also common. So let's think about minimalism for a second. Why do people pursue minimalism? Well, there's a, <laughs> there's a variety of reasons. But for many people, once they've made minimalism a common practice, they aren't necessarily excited about just having more time and space, but rather filling that extra time and space differently, ideally in a way that's more meaningful than they did before. This is certainly the case when it comes to time. You know, a minimalist might not want all this extra time on their hands to be in a meditative, you know, quote unquote, do nothing state, but rather to get into hobbies they enjoy or trying something new that they're excited about. And what do we do with that? Well, if a person has decluttered just to fill that space with better or more meaningful clutter, is that not still an avoidance of blank space? You tell me. There will be different judgments of such a scenario for sure. You know, some might say it's a healthy redistribution of time and space. Others might say they are ultimately still avoiding. And another group of people might think that there's something in between that's ideal. You see, we all have distractions in our lives. In fact, we have so many that it's inevitable that some of the ways we spend our time will be both distractions and healthy outlets. Like If I go outside and hike with friends on a nice day because it's fulfilling to me, more fulfilling than sitting inside alone, I am both avoiding the discomfort that comes with sitting inside alone and spending my time in a way that's fulfilling and healthy. The only way to tell if the ways we distract ourselves are healthy or unhealthy, you know, if we're throwing labels around, uh, which I don't like to do, um, would be by measuring the worth of the distraction against the worth of the free time or the void, as it were. Now, it's easy to do this with the distractions. I mean, in most cases, it's hard to argue that things like hiking, exercising, cooking healthy meals, and supporting loved ones are not 
healthier outlets than like going out and driving drunk, lighting things on fire or other illegal stuff. But it's harder to argue the worth of the alone time, right? Because what we're feeling in the short term right now isn't always reflective of what we'll be feeling in the long term. And for that reason, when you're alone in your void, as you put it, I would encourage you to reflect on why you're uncomfortable. What feelings come up? Do you get lonely? Do you have unresolved problems from the past that you've tried to forget that are coming back up to haunt you? Do you shame yourself for not being productive? See, this is what the void is really about. Like for me, my void surfaces feelings of scarcity, I think when it comes to time and and meaning especially. You know, while I think there's definitely value in doing nothing, the friction I often experience when doing nothing revolves around the idea that I'm wasting my time or my life if I'm not doing something meaningful. You know, life's so short, you never know when your number's up, so why am I not spending this time on something enriching? Is this a good way of wanting to spend my time? You know, I think so, but if I'm not careful, the cost is an obsession and borderline addiction to meaning, making the absence of it difficult, making it uh, making the threshold for it higher, and ultimately making it harder to make sacrifices. So, look, I'm not suggesting that you or anyone else has to be a master of being alone or doing nothing to the point that it's always more fun than filling the time differently, but it is something that I think is in all of our best interest to get better at because when we explore what the void consists of, what the feelings within it look like, that's when we start to shine a light onto more significant struggles. And it's these struggles that supersede the void. That's important to realize. The problem is not the void itself, but rather the problem is uh, activated by being in the void. Now, With this all being said, um, as a man who believes in the gray area and easing into things, what I might recommend trying in addition to that self-questioning would be like simultaneously testing the waters between embracing alone time and filling it with new meaningful things. If, uh, If, for example, your minimalism journey has left you with, say, two more free hours per day, maybe spend 30 minutes to an hour in a meditative, contemplative state questioning and embracing the nothingness, and the rest of the time on a new activity, something you miss, something you've been wanting to try, or maybe just something you love doing that you haven't had as much time to do as you'd like, like uh, spending time with family maybe. So try both on for size, see what ratio feels right, what uses of your time feel right, and what answers you come to about why the void is so uncomfortable, and I'm sure you'll come out of this with a different and more enjoyable perspective. Okay, and I thank you once again, Asker, for submitting an amazing question. I certainly hope today's episode gave you some new thoughts to consider and um, that those thoughts can ultimately provide you with a new new perception and a, a warmer relationship with, with your void. Of course, I'll also say that the more time you spend with this open space, the more normal it will probably feel. So while there is bound to be some unease at first, again, I do hope today's episode Uh, accelerates your ability to move through that. And for everyone else, if you have a question of your own that you'd like help with, please don't hesitate to send it on in. I love getting them, and you will definitely hear back from me. Email them into advice at oldpodcast.com. We'll feature your question on the show like this if you'd like, or if you'd prefer not to do that, we can help out through email, no questions asked. 
So don't be shy. That'll do it for this one, though, folks. Thank you once again, and I will see you tomorrow in the Sunday show where your optimal life awaits.